Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 160, What Hating the Title of My New Book Showed Me About Change. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Changeable. I'm going to tell you a story today. It's quite a story, (laughs) at least it was uh, as it played out in my life around this time last year. Um, It's the story of the title of my book and how I absolutely hated it. How I said when I first heard it, uh, when it was proposed to me for my approval, no way. <laughs> I think I said it a, a lot more forcefully than that. There's absolutely no way that that a book, this book in particular, with my name on it, will have that title. And here we are a year later, and um, that's the title of my book. And And I actually don't hate it. And how the heck did that happen in a short period of time? I, I'm not even sure. So the reason I'm telling you this story um, as I, I think as I reflect back on this, it really, it's really shown me a lot. It's about how minds change, about um, how much thinking is there, even when it's sort of invisible to us. I think it, it says a lot about, you know, we have a lot of ideas about when we're all these terms I don't like, but I'm going to say them like when we're, you know, following wisdom or listening to our gut or listening to intuition or doing what feels right, all of these things. And I, I just don't like them because they're concepts that have a lot of, a lot of uh, meaning and stuff attached to them. And it, it, it just gets muddy. But we, I think we tend to have this kind of misconception that when we're doing what feels right to us and we're speaking our truth and all of that, that that that's somehow um, stable, like it's the truth and that truth, the truth isn't going to change. Our truth isn't going to change, but maybe just our ego thinking is going to change. And I don't know that that's the case. I honestly, looking back at this, can see that when I hated the title, when I said, as I did, this will not be the title of my book, that felt really right. And I don't, I don't know. I don't, I think it's hurtful to us when we look back and say, oh, well, I was wrong back then because now look, it's the title and I kind of like it. No, it was right and things change. Like minds and thoughts and things are always, always changing. So anyway, I'll tell you the story. But um, but yeah, I think there's just some really interesting lessons in this or I don't know, just things we can see about how thinking works and how our mind changes. Oh, I also think there's there's a lot of stuff we make up um, about how we got from one place to the other. And I'll probably do that in this episode because I'm human too and my mind loves to connect those dots, especially when I'm trying to kind of make some points here in a podcast episode. But I also think that those, we don't know. We don't know how we get from one place to another ever. And so we have our ideas and our theories and those are cute for what they're worth, their ideas and theories. But 
honestly, even though I'm sure I'll give some ideas and theories, I don't know how things truly went from, I hate this title, it will not be the title of my book, to, okay, let's do it. Um, I don't, I just don't know. And I think it's nice to know that we don't know and we don't have to know. It's a lot cleaner that way than than having our minds scramble to make up theories and ideas and then carrying those through time with us as if this is how you get to clarity, this is how you change your mind. Like, I don't think that really exists. So anyway, let's talk about what happened with the title and then we'll, uh, we'll see what we see about it. So I should start by saying, and you'll, I write about this in just a thought, so you can read about it in a lot of detail. But in the book, I write about um, how our mind gets scared and like has these times, you know, often when we're young, but throughout life where it just feels threatened and how our mind loves us so much that when it feels threatened, it comes up with strategies and solutions to make sure that we're okay. So one of the ways where my mind felt very threatened was um, early on, I'm not going to give away the whole story, but early on some stuff had happened in my family and I had asked my mom for something and she said, no. And I remember in that moment saying, oh crap, (laughs) like this is bad. I just put myself out there. I asked for what I wanted. Now I was like nine at the time, but in my little nine-year-old mind, I said, I put myself out there. I was totally honest about how I feel and what I want. And I still am not getting what I want. Therefore, I'm super powerless in this world. Like I just, I don't know what else to do. There's no way I can get what I want. So just a story, just a thought, right? But that's, and we all have these, we all have many of them. But that's been sort of a theme that my mind loves. My mind will go back to, oh, you're powerless. You can't get what you want. And the way that that's shown up many different ways throughout my life, and I've had, I've watched my mind come up with many different strategies to try to get what I want and what I think I need and all of that um, throughout my life. And they've evolved as my, as I have evolved and as my, as my life has evolved, But today, a lot of my life revolves around um, my business and writing books and the stuff I'm doing here. And so that's where this tends to show up a lot. And so what that often looks like is when I'm working with someone like a publisher who we're in a partnership, um, we have to sort of agree on some stuff. My mind gets very insecure and it starts to tell stories of, you know, you're, they're going to give you a title or a cover or who knows what that you're going to hate and you're not going to be able to do anything about it. Now, this doesn't really happen. (laughs) Very, very rarely does something like this happen, but this is, this is where my mind will go is, oh, you don't have complete total freedom here. Therefore, you know, you're, you don't have all the power here. Therefore, you're probably just going to get kicked aside and be stuck with something that you don't want. And in a sense, like who cares? But of course, of course, a mind, my mind and all minds take that a little further and talk about how that means, you know, all the stuff that supposedly means that she can't be satisfied. It's going to create all this suffering and just whatever. So this is a way that this shows up a lot 
for me and my life. And it's not just with the publisher. It can be with anyone I'm working with. Um, I just, if I feel like I'm asking for something or paying for something, or especially when it represents something I've worked really hard on, like something I've created, like a book. Um, yeah, my mind just gets really antsy about that stuff. So when I get emails, like I do from my publisher that says, Hey, we have some, we have a title for your approval, or we have some cover, a cover design for your approval. Um, that's, my mind doesn't like it. <laughs> I'll often get up, pace around a little bit. Like there's just a lot that happens. And, and I know that it's just old stuff and whatever. I know it's not about that title, not about that cover, um, not about this project at all, but it comes up nonetheless. Um, and so that happened in this case. So let me get to the actual title story. So this was around this time last year. It was, I think, late June, early July last year when I got the email that I knew would be coming that said title for your approval. And I avoided it for a little while, as I often do. Um, And then I opened it on a Friday afternoon. And this was uncharacteristic. But what the email started with, it didn't just present the title. They had a little plea in there (laughs) that said, we love this title. Your entire publication team is positively cuckoo for this title. We love it. We think it's incredibly marketable. All of our data and research and the experts that that give books titles that we hire, um, they all love it. And that never happens. They, you know, they had all the reasons. The design team already had design ideas based on this title. They loved it. So it was a little bit of a like, can you please just approve li- this? Let's jump through this hoop and let's get you a good book uh, completed. Well, (laughs) I read the title. I don't remember the subtitle, what it was. It's not the subtitle we have now. But the primary title, Just a Thought, I absolutely hated it. I said, there is no way this will be the title of my book. It cannot be. Um, So... I had that going on. <laughs> I had uh, all, it, not just like, no, I disagree or like, no, let me get back to you with, uh, this is in my own head. Let me come up with some alternative um, titles that maybe we can agree on, which is what I did that whole entire weekend after I got that email or opened that email on a Friday. I spent the entire following weekend. Um, I think I came up with like 50 alternative titles. None of them I loved. It, this felt hard. It just felt like, gosh, I just, I don't love mine either, but I hate yours. <laughs> I wasn't saying this to them, but that's how it felt. Um, so, so there was that. And then, and then there was all the old stuff, all the old, see, you're powerless. You can't get what you want and all. And they were going to just, you know, make it whatever they want it to be and all of that kind of old stuff coming up. But let me tell you, a little bit about why I hated it because I think it speaks to what I share here. Um, There were a few reasons. One, I, the word just really bothered me because it felt very dismissive of thought. So this was again, right in the, in the 
heyday of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Black Lives Matter. And it was in the heyday of a ton of conversation in the little school of big change community about spiritual bypassing and our, you know, these are real problems and real mistakes and real suffering is happening in terms of racism, but all kinds of other things. I mean, it was just such a, if you remember last summer, and I'm sure you do in the U.S., but everywhere, I think, um, it was just a tough time. And the conversations that I was in every single day were different. They were different kind of conversations. Um, And so at that time, to hear just a thought, just the word just itself, it felt so dismissive of thought and and I am not dismissive of thought. And I just thought, oh my God, like that's horribly insensitive. So I don't know, that's how that, that's how that felt to me at the time. Um, I also had a problem, <laughs> this sounds funny as I say it, but I also had a problem with the word A, <laughs> just a thought, because I don't write or think or talk about a thought. It's not a thought. It's thought with a capital T. It's the pow- this amazing power, which is not just like just thought. I mean, it's this incredible creative energy that creates our lives and our realities moment to moment. It's the power of thought. So, so t- and that's what my book is about, the power of thought and how pervasive it is and huge it is and all of that. And so to hear just a thought, I don't know, it just like, oh, are you kidding me? This is the opposite of what I'm saying. It's not something to be dismissed. And it's not about a thought in this cognitive way. My publisher happens to publish a lot of um, psychology related texts, I kind of think, you know, there's a lot of traditional stuff in in what they publish. Um, I already had some thinking that they don't really get it, which is okay. It's fine. They don't have to really, really get it. But I already had some of that going on. So I think that now in hindsight, I could say that when I saw the word A in there, which this was a very funny meeting, by the way, when I, I had a meeting with the team, which I'll tell you about in a minute. And part of my problem with the title was A. <laughs> but, you know, it, I, it just felt like it meant a lot to me. So um, so it's not just a thought. Like, oh, that's just a thought. It, it just, I don't know, maybe, and also I was in the thick of writing it and it was not always an easy process. And I was trying to go really, really deep. And I felt like this title didn't do that. I still feel like this title doesn't do that. It speaks to how people, you know, maybe are used to thinking about it or it speaks to kind of language we use, um, but it doesn't really speak to what the book's about and what's going on. And um, and again, I still feel that way, but I guess this time last year, that felt like a complete deal breaker. So what did I do? I, um, as I often do, I immediately wrote it, <laughs> an email from a very busy mind saying, uh, thank you, but no thank you. This will not be the title of my book. Um, I will come up with some alternative solutions. Now, also, as I often do, I didn't send that email 
thank God. I stent it, but I I, I altered it <laughs> from a calmer state. So something in me at least was wise enough to do that. But just for me personally, again, in case this is interesting, I write the email right away. I just, uh, on a better day, don't send it. So I spent that weekend. I came up with a bunch of titles that I didn't love, but they were better than just a thought to me. I sent that to them on Sunday or Monday. Um, and I talked with some colleagues about it. I didn't want to, I, honestly, it was painful to even talk about this because of my old stuff. This is like an old bruise being pushed on, right? So I didn't want to, I wasn't ready to kind of talk about it really widely and all of that. But I did talk to two colleagues of mine who had read the book along the way, um, who have a deep understanding of this. And they you know, I tried to present it in a non-biased way. Um, I'm not sure how successful I was at that, but they both agreed. They both saw my side of it. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not something to dismiss and it's not like about a thought. So they agreed with me um, in terms of the fact that this title doesn't capture what I write about. Uh, of course, they're not marketing people. They're not publishing people. Neither am I. So I, I had a sense that all of us were missing the boat when it, like I could see where my publisher was coming from with this. I really could. And, and that piece was important to me too. I mean, if, if I just wanted full creative power, I'd just self-publish a book. I don't want that. I wanted a team of experts behind me that knows how to title things and create covers and all of that, that get people to read the book because that's what's going to help people. Not, not me having a title that feels good to me or that captures what the book's about. I mean, getting the book in people's hands and having them actually go through it is what's what's going to help people. So so I was a little bit torn on all that. I did I did agree with the publisher that yeah, I can see that this is marketable. I can see that people would pick up this book. Um so I could see from their perspective why they were excited about it. So I don't know, it was not all that helpful, but also sort of helpful to have my to talk to my friends. Um and to get their viewpoint and all of that. And some time went by. The publisher came back, by the way, and said, we don't really like any of your titles. We still like ours. And I think we all just sort of agreed to let it go for a little bit of time. Um, so I kind of tried to not think about it for a while and just here and there came up with some other titles. Um, and... Then it was time to decide on a title. So they're like, okay, we can't ignore this much longer. And this period of time was maybe three or four weeks. Um, and I said, I just can't approve that title right now. And I agree with you that none of mine are that great either. And so we had a call, which again, pretty rare. This almost never happens. But we had a call with my editor and the marketing team and my agent and me and um and they were amazing. They were so great. They really wanted to hear me out. That they let me explain why I didn't like A and why I didn't like Just. And they really, really listened. And they really wanted me to be happy with the title. And they loved their title. <laughs> they loved this title. So um, so they listened and they we ended the call with them saying, It's fine. Like we if you hate it that much, we're not gonna name and they had you know, contractually, I think they had the power to do what they wanted. But they said, if you hate this title that much, we don't want you to hate the title, obviously. Um, so we'll go back to the drawing board. And they, it, which was amazing. And and 
that did a lot for my little mind in there, you know, that, that kept jumping up and down saying, no one listens to me and I don't get what I want. It was, it was nice in that regard. So, um, so they went away. I don't know. It was quiet for a couple of weeks. I think they came back with, um, an alternative. Now in this time, I think, I think around that time after I'd had the meeting with them and they were going to go come back with uh, an alternative, I think that's when I took the title to the Little School of Big Change Forum. And there was like tons and tons of amazing um, comments and feedback. So I just, I don't even remember exactly how that went, but I told them the title that they had suggested. I might've given some alternatives and, and it was really cool to see that most people there, uh, it was interesting for me to see that I started it saying, I don't, I don't like this title, but what do you guys think? And they liked it. A lot of people there liked it. A lot of people could see my point, you know, they could see where I was coming from, but it was so helpful because I mean, we probably got, I don't know, 50, 75 different opinions and responses to this. And it was just really, really good for me to see that people were saying things like, listen, it's just a title. And even though it doesn't truly capture the depth that you're writing about, um, they didn't say it this way, but this is what I heard. Like, maybe you're just being a little precious about that. <laughs> like, it's a title of a book. And what most people said was, I would pick up that book. And what a lot of people said is, yeah, I see now, given what I know about thought, and it's not just a thought and all of that. I see what you mean, but six months ago or a year ago or two years ago before I came across this, when I was suffering, I would have bought that book. And that was huge for me because that, that again, I didn't, I don't know, it was like it opened up this whole other room in my head that I didn't know had been closed. I didn't know that, know that that door was shut, where it just helped me remember, yeah, that's what this is about. It's not about this title has to perfectly capture what's being written about. It's not about me and what people might think if I write a book like Just a Thought. Like, like, would they think that I see it that way? It wasn't about any of that. It's really true. And this is what everything I do is about is finding people out there who are suffering and truly believing everything they think and helping them open that up a little bit and have some freedom around it. So it was incredibly helpful to have my amazing community come in and say, I get it. And for them to say that to me too, like they weren't agreeing with me, you know, I mean, everyone was so honest and just so wonderful. And for them to say, yeah, we get where you're coming from, but I would have bought this book two years ago. That was, that was huge. So that helped. <laughs> I still didn't like the title. I still had this lingering, just icky feeling about it. Um, that felt like my wisdom. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't tend to think of it in that way, but it, it didn't feel like something I should just brush under the rug. It really had a hold on me in some way. And at the same time, I was starting to have these other little doors open up, you know, where I could see, okay, maybe, maybe it's just a title, <laughs> just a thought. Maybe it's just a title. Maybe it's just a book. Maybe no one will read this book. Maybe people will read it and they, and hate the title. Like who knows, but it's just a book. So 
that helped a ton, you know, in, in, in my not being like just so heels dug in about this and, and feeling so serious about it overall. So some time went on. I knew in some ways the clock was ticking on needing to agree on a title. I think the title that they came back with, um, the publisher, the marketing team came back with was uh, Breaking the Negativity Habit, I think, which was okay. I mean, but I didn't love it either. It felt kind of heavy. And and then the subtitle was very long. It just felt like a mouthful. Um, but I just waited. And, and, I, and I didn't wait. When I say I waited, I think this is really important. I think I've talked about this in episodes before, but I do this a lot. It just feels like, okay, I'm not going to keep thinking this in, into, you know, thinking myself into circles with this. That ha- isn't getting me anywhere. I'm going to, it really feels like I'm just putting something on the back burner. It's not, like at one point, it totally would have felt like I was procrastinating or I was in denial or I was, you know, pushing it away. But it it honestly isn't that. It doesn't feel like that at all. The back burner's on low. It's on simmer. So I've done my part. I've thought about this to death. I've talked about it. I've I've tried to open my mind to new ideas, to new ways of seeing it. I've brainstormed my own titles. I can't really make this happen any any faster, any differently. And that's a really awesome feeling. And I have that a lot in, with lesser things all the time, but just even like recording a podcast or something or what I'm going to call an episode or all kinds of things where it's like, yeah, it's not quite there. Let's just go on to something else. And and it's something that I've that was really hard in the beginning because again, I was always a, like if, why would you put something off? <laughs> if it's time to do it, do it, you know, kind of living more from my head in that sort of rule-based, efficient, just get it done, just figure it out sort of way, as if I'm doing all that, as if I'm coming up with the titles and coming up with decisions. When it looks like we're the ones making all that happen, it makes perfect sense to do it now instead of later. And of course, it looks like denial or procrastination to have someone saying, we need to know, and to also ignore, choose to ignore that and just let it sit until something shows up. That, Of course, that would feel like denial or procrastination. But it's really huge to see that it, there's another side of that, and it doesn't feel like that at all anymore. In fact, it feels kind of difficult because my mind still wants the, the conclusion. Like my mind still wants the closure around this task. But I know it's not there and I know it's not up to my mind. So I'm going to put it on the back burner and let it simmer and let it tell me, let life tell me when it's time. And that feels really wise. So it's really interesting that that used to feel so icky and personal. And now that feels the complete opposite. Like I'm almost proud of myself when I'm able to let something sit until something shows up, you know, and and so that's cool. That's um, that's an interesting way to see things, and it's a much easier. It's been a much easier way to be, and and it's given me a lot better, I think, better and easier results. So I was doing that here for as long as I sort of could. I mean, it was just sort of simmering, and it was there, and I knew the book would have a title eventually. I knew that. I kind of knew that 
once there was a title, I'd get on board with it, which is another sort of interesting thing to consider. Like it used to look at one point and and still to some degree, because this is what my mind, this is what my mind is always talking about, that if it has a bad title or the wrong title and now it's out there and and I have no power to change the title ever, like just the layers and layers of story about how powerless and locked into something I could be and how that would, by definition, create tons of suffering for me. Like I would never be happy again, according to my mind. I, you know, I mean, just all the, oh, so much drama and story in that. And really starting to see in that there's a whole chapter in, in just a thought about this. That's just what minds do. That's just what minds do. They don't, it's never just a choice or a decision or a title or anything. I mean, sometimes it is, but when it's not, it's not. And there's all kinds of implications and meaning and it's all made up. And we'll know that by how horrible and difficult it feels. So clearly now I can see there was so much of that going on. It wasn't a simple like, oh, I don't love that title. Let's go back to the drawing board. It was, man, it was big and meaningful. And I really did, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what I saw about it in the moment. I think I was just focused on hating the title. But now it's really clear, yeah, there was a ton of implication and a made-up future around this title um, that had it feeling so bad. So to wrap up the story, I um, I had had this thing on the back burner for quite a while. I, again, I always remember where I'm sitting and sometimes what I'm wearing when this stuff happens. I remember exactly where I was sitting, where uh, my husband and kids were sitting, what I was wearing when it was probably August, late August, I think, last summer after a summer of, of back and forth around all of this. Um, and I knew they wanted an answer and I just, and I was ready for an answer. I was just ready. And it was between, I think, breaking the negativity habit and just a thought. And I just, again, I had all the opinions from all the people that knew stuff about this that mattered. It was all very helpful. Um, and I took it to my husband or who I often take things to because he doesn't really know this understanding. He doesn't care about this stuff. He's, he's just kind of a good average person. <laughs> he's, he's a great focus group uh, subject. And he said, just a thought is just so much simpler. It's so much lighter and kind of more attractive, he thought, to the average reader. The other one just felt heavy and it was, it was a lot of words. And I don't know, it was it. I was just like, all right, I'm writing the email. And I said, sorry, editor, <laughs> sorry, team, for what I've put you through. But after all of this, let's go with your title, just a thought. And, and I don't hate it. I really, really don't hate it. I don't know if I love it. I don't, I don't really care. I kind of just don't really care so much how I feel about it. But I don't hate it. And I do care about that, of course. I didn't want to hate the title. And I don't. And I don't know, it's just so funny to me how that happens. Like, how do you go from saying absolutely not to, okay, let's do it and truly genuinely mean it? I mean, it's baffling to me. It's baffling to me. And 
like I mentioned in the beginning, my mind wants to come up with some stuff, you know, like I put it out there. I heard some new sides to things, mostly from the amazing little school, big change community who said, Melissa, it's just the title of a book and it's not horrible. Um, like I could say all that, you know, did some stuff and opened my mind. And I think it, I think it was incredibly helpful. Um, the fact that I can kind of put stuff on the back burner like I do and make space, whatever that means. I think that's all helpful, but I don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. And, and it's a really cool thing to just see that it can happen this way. And it, I think it happens often for people that we really can go from one extreme to the next and that we can't ever really explain how we got there because we didn't get there. It just thought moves. And, and I love that. I love that that's kind of good to know. And I sort of love that, that again, I knew on some level that once I made a decision, I'd be on board with it. Like, I don't know what that's all about, but it's almost like a mind is in there just wanting to argue and think and rehash but I also kind of knew I'm not going to do this to my, I'm not going to do this to myself forever. I'm going to get on board with whatever the title is and move on with my life because it's just a book. It's just a title, just a book. Um, and that happened. And I don't know, I'm grateful for that. I think that's pretty cool. So the more I talk about it, the more, um, the more this all happens, I kind of, I kind of like the title, I guess. Um, I don't hate it, which is great. I kind of like the cover. I did the same thing when the cover came through for your approval. All my old stuff came up of, oh no, what if I hate it and I have no say? And so I sent it to other people to look at first and whatever. I, I kind of like it and it just is what it is. And one thing, one thing really stuck out to me, I think that was shared on our forum too. Someone said, and it may have been me, I don't remember, but I was in a conversation with someone about how it's just a title. And, and I think the, the analogy came up of like, like our kids aren't their names, you know, you know how you name a kid or a pet. And once you name them, there's all this thinking about it ahead of time, but once you name them and once you see them and, and that's their name, that's just their name. (laughs) That's just them. You know, it's always like the, like there was no other possibility that all falls away And that was really helpful for me to sort of think about like, oh yeah, my kids' names mean nothing. They, they don't, they don't describe them. They, they're just labels. They don't have to capture their personality or their essence or any of that. They're just labels. And pretty soon the label just gets kind of meshed with how you think of that person. And I think that was a big thing in my mind around the book. Like I mentioned, I, just felt dismissive and A, felt too cognitive. But that was a lot. I don't know. Now that looks like, yeah, I was just kind of overthinking that a little bit. Like this had to be so perfect. And really the point is that that people are intrigued by it enough to read it and that they actually get through the book because I know that when they do, it's going to be really helpful. They're going to see things in a different way. And they might all put the book down and say, eh, that title doesn't really capture what this book is about. And that's fine. It doesn't need to. It just, it just needs to do what it's, what it's here to do, I guess. So anyway, that's my story. <laughs> that's my story. This is what I was going through uh, most of last summer. And I'm glad it's over. And I'm grateful that I went through it. And I'm so grateful to everyone who was along for the ride 
just even for my own peace of mind and and keeping this light and not so serious. I mean, so amazing that I could take this to our forum and our community and so many people just willing to share how it looked to them with nothing on it, you know, no real attachment to their opinions either. Um, it's just so nice to go through life, being able to talk about these things and have these conversations and to get stuff out of your head at times, you know, and just put it out to other people. So I hope it's helpful for you to hear this or maybe just entertaining to hear how crazy my mind can be about some of this stuff. Uh, maybe it makes you feel better about yourself. I hope it does. It's it's the kind of thing that, again, I don't know if and when this stuff ever completely drops away and I don't really care anymore. It's, you know, even in it, even going through all this, somewhere in there, I sort of knew, wow, there's just a, there's a lot of thinking in here that I'm not even aware that I have and it just can't be this complicated. That's true, I think, of everything in life. So... So thanks for listening to my story. I hope uh, I hope whether you like the title or not, you'll check out the book when it comes out on October 1st because I, I do really like the book. Uh, title aside, <laughs> I think I really like the book and, and I hope it's really helpful for people. If you're excited about reading Just a Thought, whether you like the title or not, either way is okay, and you want to read the book along with the group, I would love for you to join the Just a Thought book club. So a group of us, myself included, are going to read the book together. We're going to meet for regular calls. You'll have some calls with me. You'll have some calls led by some of my change coaches. You'll get a video for each chapter in the book that kind of talks about things a little more deeply, uh, maybe tells you some backstory, some hidden details that you won't get from, from the book alone. It's just going to be a really fun, really great way to go deep into what's in this book. So you can go to dramyjohnson.com slash J-A-T book club, all one word, and I'll put that link in the show notes to check it out. Also, the Little School of Big Change is starting in just three weeks on August 30th. This is the last class this year. So if you're looking for deep lasting change in any area of life, maybe around a habit, some anxiety, some pattern that's been around, some mental habit like I talked about in this episode that you have and that you want to see differently, there's really no better way to see more about that. There's no better place to be. So go to the littleschoolofbigchange.com to enroll. It starts August 30th. <music>